I miss a green, for example, I'm already upset. When I find my ball in the bunker, I'm really upset. And when I find my ball in a fried egg. Fried egg. The dreaded fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg. Fried egg lie, I'm about ready to run off the golf course. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back for another edition of the Fried Egg Podcast. Uh, we are joined tonight by Tron Carter of No Laying Up and uh, DJ Pihowski of the PGA Tour runs the Scratch Media, our uh, our favorite uh, alternative golf uh, content source that's not independent. <laughs> so, guys, welcome on. Been an exciting two days of coverage. Thanks, Andy. Pumped to be here. I would say it's been an exciting two days. I wouldn't say it's been an exciting two days of coverage. Oh, big distinction there. Today, uh, let's just get it out there. Today was far better. Yes, yes, hundred percent. Massively think, improved. So uh, you know, just, while we, it just adds to the effect. Well, while we're on the the coverage, you know, what Tron? What what's uh? What's been getting at you? Is it has it been the limited uh, amount of coverage in the morning? Uh, well, the group were awful. I mean, straight up, they were were terrible. It was a disgrace. Hold on, I gotta I gotta turn the gas down here, guys. It's getting there. We go. It's getting a little bit too too much natural gas going. Um. Yeah, the the, fe- the feature groups were just not good at all. Uh, the fact that nobody made the cut in... I don't think anybody made the cut in either one of the feature groups today in the morning. Only only Luck, maybe Curtis Luck did. Yeah, he okay. did. I think they were a good combined 40-some over par today. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's insane. You know, that's I've... a miscarriage of justice right there. I think obviously the 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 situation that's at fault is that, that you know there's just a lack of coverage in the morning, but you know the feature groups it's pretty clear you got to win a Masters to be in a feature group, so you know Rory just needs to play better. Yeah, well, all right. So here's the thing: do they need to do a featured hole on like two and three? Like those are two good holes. That would be awesome. That would be. Like those are two great holes. Great holes. I, think, I get it. Yeah, I, I would. Uh, I mean, I would enjoy watching those so much more than eleven. Eleven is kind of a boring hole to watch. Yeah, a lot of guys. Except kind of when Jason Day out, right? has just straight up hubris and tries to get after a flag. Although the shot John Rahm hit on eleven today, I don't know if you guys saw that, was just. Absolute stones. Yeah, he just in general is absolute stones. Guys, he's missed a lot of short putts, and he's still right there. So, ball striking fiesta. He works the ball both ways. Yeah, I mean, just like without abandon. Like I've seen him work it just a gnarly draw off of trees, 
and then he hits that low stinging cut that makes me fully erect. And that low snap hook on 15. <laughs> I did, so I didn't see that one. The power went out today, too. So I, I didn't. I'm not a great person to talk to about the uh, about the coverage today, just because I missed the first hour of coverage. So uh, that's too bad. It was truly delightful today to watch. So much. So good there stuff. was no like SDP soliloquy at the beginning. Uh, yeah. I think they got pretty into it. Yeah, it was just like a couple minutes. It wasn't. It wasn't lengthy like yesterday. Um, I mean, yesterday they yesterday they got to go through all the opening ceremony stuff, and they got to. There's obviously, understandably, some some Arnie stuff to go through and whatever. I mean, it's it's hard to separate like, you know, how into it the three of us are and the people who listen to this podcast are. With I get you know, that. Yeah. It's hard to separate that with the people who watch golf once a year and you know. But here's the thing. So, um, and and this is why I got after Billy Payne on Twitter and not ESPN. Because I felt like a lot of that was mandated by Augusta and then, you know, the narrative and kind of uh, just just fluffing the Augusta narrative and fluffing the Augusta story, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of one of the traditions unlike any other, though. Yeah, they got to sell that. I mean, it's, it, it's, it is what it is, but it's what has propped up the tournament and why, you know, everybody get so excited about the tournament so it's like a but, but it seems like there's some sort of disconnect between when i hear something like oh we want to we want to televise every shot of every player of the tournament and they have the capability to show a lot more shots than they've been showing this week and like the amen corner like props to that team because that's been a lifesaver this week it's yeah it's been, been super good has been, you know, like as soon as a non-featured group finally gets to in and corner, then you've got them for pretty much the rest of the round. Yeah, that's the only the only problem is when you get that perfect storm of like featured groups are also at amen corner, and it's just like, oh, it's just brutal. Like today, I flipped it on. I think I texted you, Tron, after this, but I flipped it on, and Kucher was the first person that I see play thirteen. And the first, the first thing I see is him making a birdie putt, and the first words I hear from the announcers are like, you know, oh, so good to see him lay up and make birdie, and now he, he that gets him to four, just just six four. shots off the lead now. Like, <laughs> well, so so Kuchar is paired with the McRib tomorrow, right? Kuchar is is lurking. He's he's got a big Saturday oh. Saturday <clears throat> showdown. <laughs> you know, I wanted to touch on it later, but. We're here now, so Tron. Don't... What, what's going to happen tomorrow? He's going to get vaporized, blown out to sea. <laughs> I mean, don't Green these conditions? It, it seems like the conditions kind of favor him, though. It's, no, the wind's breaking. It's going to be. It's going to be firm, fast. No wind tomorrow. It's I don't think be... it's going to be firm. I think it is. It's been really windy the last couple of days. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna ramp that thing up a a notch little, tomorrow. Yeah, but the fairways are still gonna be a little bit soggy. Nobody's gonna be getting twenty yards of roll out of them. It's, I think it's more the, the greens the are gonna green, be super firm. They're gonna be tuck pins too. They're gonna those those pins are gonna be they're gonna be nasty. It's gonna be it's not gonna be just about hitting the fairway. It's gonna be hitting it on the right side of the fairway so you have the right angle. 
Um, well, so that are uh, width, 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 baby. Angles. <laughs> God, this guy just beats off to width and angles. He's like a he's like a geometry uh, geometry fiend. Um, but all right, so so here's the deal. So I think it comes back to our boys in the foreplay pod wanting this to play out like a U.S. Open. And that's not why I, that's not why the Masters has been a great tournament to watch over the years. Is I don't want to see these guys shoot seventy one and grind their tits off. Like I want to see birdies on thirteen and fifteen, and you know maybe one on twelve and maybe one on sixteen. Like like that. that I don't like seeing. I want to see somebody shoot a Saturday sixty five and make a charge. Well, yeah, I mean, there's everybody not, just kind of girding their the, loins. The wind, the wind is what is causing that. I mean, when you got 25 mile an hour wind on a course that's ratcheted up like the way it is, it's it's going to be just yeah. But hard. you said they're going to tuck the pins tomorrow. Yeah, but but no wind. Put the pins in but the Saturday spots where they 20, get the 25 mile an hour wind is what is causing all the all the scoring trouble. Like that's like the hardest shit to play in. in the yeah, world. but you're telling me that the two spots that they put the pin on. Was that a different Friday pin on 15 today than it normally is? I, don't I feel think, like the pin's been I feel like remarkably... That's, isn't that the Sunday pin where it was today? accessible location on 15 either day. That that was really accessible. It was in the back. Like, if you're going to hit a... If you're hitting in with, like, a going for and two, the problem is it was going into a north wind. So you're playing into 25-mile-an-hour wind. Like, the ball's just not going anywhere. It's 530-yard part... But that back pin is the most accessible pin to be coming in with no, a long I, iron. No, I disagree. If, if it, I, I disagree, if it's into the wind, it's a much more. That's a much harder pin to get at. Why? If if guys are laying up. If they're laying up, but if you're going for a par five and two, and you're hitting a high a three wood or a long iron, you yeah, want for, the pin for back. A green that's sloped back to front. I mean, but that's you, a hard pin. When you're hitting it over water, you need as much green. Is you can get to stop the ball. So when you put Didn't a pin, the rectator I'll... hit it in the back water today on sixteen. Yeah, he had a bad shot. Fifteen. Uh, no, but on like under the water on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. gotcha. Like I feel like that is like one of the most underrated. Like that's one of the things when you go to the course in person that blew me away the first time was how in play that back water seems to be. Especially like when it gets firm and the balls are bouncing on the green, or you catch a downslope or something like. It's just crazy. Nobody ever thinks about that backwater, but it's it's always cool to see a couple balls go in there. I think they need to shave it all the way down. Like they've got that little patch of rough in there. Just shave it all the way down. <laughs> so like it's just, so, just well, the green like, goes away from you though if you're back there. Like it's just, just so hard. You just there. said you wanted to see more birdies and eagles <laughs> yeah. and sixty fives, and then you just said hey, you know you need to shave it down so ball just. No, just but goes, I, tumbles right, so into the water. The, that's the if they made fifteen green go all the way back to the pond on sixteen, then it would be like guys putting it from like dropping it and then putting it like seventy yards. Like that would be awesome too. But like, Tr- Tron goes like Tron goes to three. England once and now he's, now he's all in four. on seventy yard putts. You could get a three or a four going, but then you could get an like an eleven or a twelve going too. Like it'd be both or ends n- of the spectrum, or a nine. Yeah, or, or a nine. I think I, I think we've already got the nine going. All right, so uh, let's talk about the guys at the top. We got uh, we got the Rick Tater. We've got Thomas Peters, my boy. 
You know, so good. My line eye. <laughs> uh, I think that's got, all of our boys. He, that guy, that guy. Fucks. I, I don't think you've met anybody who doesn't like Thomas Peters. Yeah. What, what is not to like? We've got, we got Charlie Hoffman. You know, Gary Busey, quasi look alike. <laughs> we've got, uh, and then we've got uh, who's the last one? Uh, oh, Sergio. Sergio. Yeah. Vamos. So we got no, none of them. None of them are uh, major winners. Who? Who do you guys like out of those four to get their first major championship if you're going to get one of them? God, I don't know. DJ, go ahead. I, I mean, Ricky, I guess. Just Ricky seems like kind of he's he's had the most recent, you know, the most recent proof that he can kind of get it done. Uh, Peters, you know, remains to be seen what we can expect from him on the weekend. Sergio, uh, there's a pretty good body of evidence. Uh Shut the on, fuck up. On what might happen? I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not rooting. That makes as me hard. angry. I'm not rooting. You've been, you've been all over Westwood all week. No, 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 now no. You're, now you're gonna dump on Sergio? No, not at all. Let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> I'm not riding as hard as you because it would be condescending to say that I was. But I'm so in for a Sergio win. I would absolutely. And allegedly, it's Sevy's birthday on Sunday. On Sunday, that's gonna be. That, which, that, that which, be beaten into which Ian Baker Finch wants every Spanish player ever to be Seve. He's like, yeah. oh, it doesn't he remind you of Seve? It's like it's like every black person ever reminds you of Tiger, or like, or like well, every was, every Asian guy ever reminds you of like Jumbo Ozaki. You know? There were two two of the worst takes from the broadcast <laughs> thus far were, and they both in, involved my boy John Rom were uh, one, Faldo saying that Rom was his dark horse pick when I believe he was the fifth best uh, or fifth You're highest. Like one, that, that, right? was Ship, that was Shipnuck's boy, too. Yeah, but to call him a dark horse that, pick. That's what Shipnuck said, too. So stupid. And uh, number two was the one, Tron, I think you pointed out, was uh, Ian Baker Finch saying, you know, doesn't Rom's game remind you of Seve? And, or can you name all the ways of something? Like, can you think of all the ways his game reminds you of Seve? And it's like, no, literally, like, literally, I can't think of one. Literally, one way. Yeah. Randy today said that that Rom Rom reminds him of a thumb, like just somebody's thumb. Like he looks <laughs> like a thumb. <laughs> he kind of does. <laughs> I'm just saying. But uh, and then he said he couldn't. He looks like somebody, but he couldn't put his finger on it. <laughs> something else. <laughs> Well, so of of those four, I mean, I'm I'm going with Ricky. Uh, what do you guys What do you guys like? Who do you, Who do you got, Tron? Uh, I've been big on the Rick Tater all week. I think uh, he's got that look in his eye. His his shot shape. I don't, I, I mean, I feel like he's kind of hitting a fade off the tee now, but his shot shape irons. I feel like he hits kind of a preferred draw. But I'm going none of the above. I'm going with the McRib. I think I'm going none of the above as well. You're going with the McRib? You're going with Phil. I can tell. Oh, I'm definitely that, going with Phil. Just with that shit-eating grin on your face. <laughs> it's not a video podcast. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, got, I, I like my boy Peters, but I'm, uh, we'll see what he's got on the weekend. I think he... That, uh, like, just the fact that, like, he could have he could have absolutely just packed up and gone home. Uh, after what did he shoot? Forty. Well, he shot. I mean, yesterday? he shot even par. He shot. He was. Uh, 
He was five under through ten, and then he yeah. But even just to to play the last eight and five over, I mean, any like it, he could have he could have quickly become the forgotten man, and nobody would have blamed him. And to come back and like do that today was awesome. So yeah. cool. He's he's got game. I kind of want Charlie Hoffman to like win just so. <laughs> People on the internet stop acting like he can't win a golf tournament, and he's he's Charlie won. Charlie Hoffman's a stud. He's, he's a won, very good player. Yeah, he's won well, so, four right, times. So here's here's a here's a Charlie Hoffman take. So remember the Heritage a few years ago when it got like mega windy, but he was leading through the wind. Yeah. And then, like, I think I think Westwood ended up winning, or not Westwood. Sorry, sorry, DJ. Um, McDowell ended up winning, and it, but it was like it was crazy windy the whole time. Uh, but like Hoffman shit down his leg on Saturday. But I, I Neil's going to bed, guys. Um, I feel like Hoffman kind of got his bedwetting out of the way today, and he can kind of go back to being just kind of playing golf tomorrow. Whereas instead of my take was he was gonna he was gonna shoot his pants tomorrow, but now he doesn't really. I mean, yeah, he's sleeping on a lead, but he he shot seventy five or seventy six today. He's yeah. just kind of you know he's just doing his thing now. It's yeah. just kind of an, another another week now. You know, I think uh, every every golfer like very rarely does uh, someone win a tournament where they just blow the doors off all week long. And you always have one bad stretch of golf within your tournament. And I think it's how you deal with and respond to that bad stretch. It's like, did Thomas Peters get his one bad stretch out on Thursday afternoon? Um, but it'll be interesting to see. I, don't, I, don't, I think Hoffman, I think the, the wind really favors a guy like Hoffman because he's such a good ball striker. Um, I think when the wind dies, you're going to see – some of these other guys that are a little bit further back that aren't, you know, you look at the leaderboard, it's, it's stacked with ball strikers. But, you know, you look at a guy that survived, I think somebody that's flying, like, so under the radar is Ryan Moore. Um, yeah. Who's just, like, sitting there at one under, like, um, I mean, Willie McGirt's been just unbelievable, which. All right, so a buddy of mine said today, he said if, if he had to bet on anybody, including the odds, to win it just with the odds right now, he would, he would bet on Justin Rose. Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of what that. I was thinking, man. That's what I was thinking too. He's but, just uh, so good. Like he's just, I don't know why I just can't get excited about watching him. He's got every, like he's got every reason to just be a superstar. And I just can't get, just can't get pumped when I watch him. But like he hit, uh, if you like, it was kind of, I don't know. Not the not the flashiest shot in the world, but the shot he hit into nine today was like just so smart and sexy. After watching everybody just get mutumboed from that green and just not being able to control the spin and completely just zipping it back down the hill, Rose just like the perfect spot, perfect amount of spin, just snuggles it up in there to like three feet. And like a couple of the up and downs he made were just like he's just so tidy, like. He, he I don't just know. plays that he's course well. I think he's finished runner up there twice, but with his under par total, like I think last year he was like fourteen under or whatever. 
his under par total would have won like all but like four or five masters and both times that he's finished runner up. So it's, it's, it's kind of crazy how you look at that guy and, and he doesn't have any wins. It just shows how hard it is to win one of these things. Um, I guess who? Uh, well, if you think about how many how many awkward wedge shots this course demands, and you'd think he'd struggle here, but he's it's like it like brings out the best in him. Just crazy. Because I feel like he's always the one that's flubbing those sixty yard pitches, you know. Yeah. But he seems to really, I don't know, he seems to really enjoy this place. But I mean, like Keimer, I mean Keimer going what he shot seventy eight yesterday and. Damn near was playing bogey golf on the back nine, and then comes back and shoots sixty eight today. Like that's that's insane. What um, um who who do you, Spieth? Who, who, I mean, Spieth is. We need to de- we need to dedicate about fifteen minutes to Spieth here. Yeah. I feel like who, that, who I mean everybody on the on the McRib like what Spieth has like I just am so blown away by Spieth. Ryan Rory grinded his ass off. He, he hasn't had the driver either day. He's putted relatively well. He's missed a couple short ones. He got boned up by the flag stick today on 18. But, like, I don't know. I feel like he's just – Rory years ago or three years ago would have would have just bailed him in and kind of probably pissed away another three or four shots and been, been at plus five or plus six and then – Played decent when we all on Saturday, and then gone out and shot 66 on Sunday and backdoor top 10. Where now, a backdoor top 10 round on Sunday gets him actually close to the lead. Much See, less if he plays well on Saturday, he's right. He's right in the mix. This is this is how I feel about Spieth. Like I, like the the exact everything you just said is how Spieth, I feel about Spieth, Spieth today. Just, yeah, he made a nine. He made a nine, and he's he's right there. He's four shots off the lead. I mean, he's like just it's so the, scrapey, though, man. That's he, he, that's what I'm saying. Him. The weather conditions favor a guy like Spieth. Totally. Um, like he this the, no, the fact. That's why I'm disappointed. He hasn't he hasn't stepped up more. No, I'm saying the the weekend weather, the nice weather. Should favor. No, Spieth. no, I think the bad weather favors speed. No, yeah, that's a ball and that's striker. why without a quad, he'd be tied for the lead. Yeah, ball striker. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Going into the weekend, he doesn't have an advantage. Andy, why do you think he has an advantage? He he literally he because literally he set the, hit the scoring record. He doesn't or tied the scoring record. He didn't. He doesn't. Um, he doesn't hit the ball as good as these guys. Like, you know, like Sergio. Like when you're in the wind, what happens is the wind. Strong winds magnify misses. So if you're not exactly on point with your shots they go further and further offline yeah but everybody's missing greens and it's a matter of getting up and down that's and important but but guys like you know like sergio's still out there hitting 13 14 greens regardless like you know like ball striking is is greater and putting is diminished because of the wind adds an element of it you know like it's, it's harder for speed to can 25 footers in a 20 mile an hour wind um so when you Come on Mark Brody on my ass it's but no it, it's just a it's true like the, the weather has favored guys that are high on ball strike you look at the leaderboard and and it tells the story the fact that Spieth is right there with a nine and he you know he hasn't even played his best golf yet that's I mean he's a guy that obviously is sitting there at even par I, I mean 
anybody that's been impressed with Rory, you have to be almost doubly impressed with Spieth. I just don't, I don't know. I think Rory has, I kind of said this before the round and I'm kind of sticking to it that like, I just, a hot take or not, I don't think he's going to be a factor this weekend. I think tomorrow's a career-defining day, especially I, since he's playing with Kuchar. I feel like uh, 364 days ago was a defining day also. You know what I mean? Like, when he played, he so was paired like to every Spieth round on Saturday. Just, no, 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 when he was paired to Spieth on Saturday and just got his doors blown off. I don't know, Spieth, man. Fuck. I mean, Spieth, Spieth that, was, that was non-sporting. What are you talking about? He was taking like four minutes over every shot. It was brutal conditions. Yeah, but he was still breaking the rules. <laughs> you, you're saying they should have yeah. Tian so, him? Yeah, I, I think they should have Tian Lin I think they should have DQ'd his ass even before Tukwo. So who, no, who, I, I thought it was disgusting. I thought it was unsporting. It was unsportsmanlike. Who who are you most disappointed by in the first two rounds? I, you know who I'm most disappointed by? Your boy Toto. The <laughs> moment was too big for him. <laughs> Told you, man. He's, he's like an 18-year-old from from uh, Latin America. Yeah, Toto couldn't really get anything going this week. Yeah, it's, it's sad. But another uh, minute, another am. Dis- How about Stu Hagstad? Awesome. Oh, can't can't say enough good things. Yeah, DJ. How about your boy Brian Stewart making the cut? Big time. How about uh, how about that whole group? Made, yeah, Larry Mize. Larry Mize made the cut. <laughs> that group, Hagestad, Mize. Here are a and couple Stewart. people who here are a couple people who did not make the cut, and keep it through the perspective of the fact that Larry Mize did make the cut. Danny Willett, Jim Furyk, Zach Johnson, Henrik Stenson, Alex Norin, Bubba Watson. Henry, Patrick, Patrick Reed, Mike Gary Weir. Woodland, Tyrell Hatton. Oh, he, I think Tyrell, Tyrell Hatton. I mean, I, I don't know that I had the highest hopes, but he might be. On, he's on my most disappointing list. He had Tyrell, Tyrell Shadow. Yeah, it was that was brutal. He hadn't finished outside like the top ten in in like six eight weeks, and then just comes to Augusta and just. Very, he just pukes all over himself. Yeah, not good. Not good. Um, <clears throat> you know who I, I'm disappointed in, uh, but optimistic about is uh, Louis. Just yeah. complete, completely Four? ejected yesterday, and then fought back today and uh, got it back to four over. I feel like he does that. He did that last year too. He totally. just had one terrible round. He, he was like five over after six or four over after six. I'm gonna yeah. pull up the tee times for tomorrow. This is there's some like really they're so good. Interesting. It's gonna be areas. so good. Yeah. So so day is day playing with Knox. Yeah. Yeah. God, I hope I hope day withdraws. Like due to like lack of lack of liquidity or something. Um. <laughs> All right, Burger Grace, that's a big dick. Uh, let's see. You got Grio and Thomas, that's savory. Stricker, 
Stricker Oosthuizen. Hey, let's just sign, let's, sign me up. Like that's one of those rounds that you go out early, follow them for the first nine, and then come back and follow the leaders for eighteen. Let me tell you what the the tea time of the day is. It's Mark Leishman versus Lee Westwood. How many shots you want? DJ and I have a twenty dollar bet on on this on these two on who performs better like at a, the Masters. I feel like a divorced parent caught in the middle because I like both these guys. <laughs> it's uh, you know it, it, Lee Westwood at at Augusta is just so solid. He had a rough close to today's round, but I think he's right there. I think he's I think a guy that guy, can make a the charge. One commentator termed it as tragic, or that's that's. <laughs> That's very unfortunate and something after he missed the missed the short one on seventeen or eighteen. Yeah, that's weird. He's he's I usually think, rock, he's usually rock think, solid over there. I I heard another announcer talking about his putting stroke and they're like, see that right hand how it gets involved? It, it, it's a very that's unreliable way to putt. That's not Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, he was just shitting all over him. Um, I, I feel like I was pretty I feel like I was pretty classy. I feel like I was pretty classy about the hockey sticks today, by the way. <laughs> uh, just the fact that the fact that Westwood and Leishman are tied after 36 is like you can just I, I can let you buy out of the bet for 19 right now if you want. <laughs> so I feel like people like, have been bitching about like about, you want so, you want so, Westwood versus Leishman over the final two rounds? Like there's no way. I'm sticking by my so you man. You guys are going straight up rest of the tournament. Leishman yeah. versus Westwood for for twenty. Oh yeah. It was the bet okay. that we we had the we made the bet on Wednesday. Okay. So you know I'm sticking with uh, my man. There's no way I so spent sorry, the money. I already spent like, the money. I feel like all the pairings for the rest of the time are probably. They're ten times better than the pairings for the first two rounds. Like it's like the guys that were meant to be paired together are paired together. Like like the Els Duffner pairing. Like those guys are gonna hit more greens and miss more putts than any pairing in the history of the Masters. Matsuyama Keimer, like that's awesome. Kucher McElroy, Spieth Mickelson. Gotta trust Rose the process. and Scott. Like this is like Rom, Rom and Couples, like Couples are just gonna be asking Rom about Spanish chicks the whole time. Like, there's so many good groupings tomorrow. There's no like, there's no uh, uh, who was the who was the Swedish guy a few years back? Peter Hansen. Peter Hansen, like hello, I'm I'm Peter Hansen to just like put a <laughs> put a damper on the proceedings, you know. Uh, I've, I've, I haven't been this excited for a Saturday of the Masters what, since. What, what about Spieth Mickelson? That's what I'm saying. Like, no, where where's DJ's head going to be with that one? Me? Yeah. Oh man, I, I don't know. I mean, my my heart is picking Phil this week, but like, he made some sloppy mistakes coming in, man. He said he was is tired. still trying to win the tournament, though, or be? <laughs> does he just want to win? Is we'll he see just some, trying to stack yeah. up a bunch of presses? And I think honestly, I think he's, uh, I think he's getting ready for Aaron Hills. I think he's, just, <laughs> I think he's trying to get some reps for Aaron Hills. He's hitting, he's hitting the shots demanded of of Dana Hurdson and uh, Michael Fry or Michael Hurdson and Dana Fry. 
at Augusta. He's taking the same shots and just practicing in Augusta. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, I mean, I don't know that the miss long on sixteen was like not good. Hard, like just a brutal spot to get up and down. Missing in the bunker on seventeen was bad. I think he only had like one forty or something. It's I don't know, not good. All right, so who do you have tomorrow, Spieth or Mickelson? Spieth. Oh, yeah. How many? Three. Wow, okay. 67-70. Um, okay. So they're both probably ne- near the lead tomorrow then, or at, or leading. Uh, Spieth, for sure, yeah. I mean, I, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to go overboard on this, but, like, that was like so impressive today. I think he's going to be absolutely just jacked to go out there tomorrow and put up a low number. Um, all right, Rom, Rom, and Couple. All right, or, well, Andy, go let's back. just talk. We got to like? just talk Fred Couples for a minute here. Yeah, Mickelson, Spieth. Who do you like tomorrow? Oh, uh, Mickelson, Spieth. I, I Spieth. I, I mean, I think he. Uh, he gets himself within uh, two, three shots of the lead. I think I think Nicholson ties one on tomorrow. Oh, I would love it's that. A, it's a round for the ages tomorrow. I just don't think he's going to drive the ball well enough. It got a little slippery at the end. He the guy His the guy doesn't is good right now though. He doesn't know what a swing what the swing plane is. <laughs> I mean, he probably knows. He's playing with the epic, though, guys. I mean, it, that doesn't make any difference if you're miles <laughs> off playing. Uh, all right, Rom versus Couples. Can we talk about Couples for a little bit? Let's please tell us first of all. You're you're sitting there with uh, with your son, just watching the namesake today. What yeah. was that like? Well, it's nice. I, I'm kind of. It's, Freddy's a double-edged sword. I can. When Freddie Jakobsen plays well, I call him the junk man. And when <laughs> Freddie Couples plays well, I call him Boom Boom. So it's like all good things, you know? Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think, I mean, I don't know. Couples got a little squirrely on some of the some of the lines he was taking were a little bit over-aggressive today. I, I, I can't remember if it was 14 or 17, um, which 17 – I don't. I don't much care for seventeen. Fourteen's a great hole. Seventeen should be a short par four. They should bring Corin Crenshaw in, redesign it. Short par four. Bring some I drama keep, to the back. No. I keep going back and I keep going back and forth on this, and like, I I keep wavering between I like seventeen and I don't like seventeen. And no, I think it's good. I think it's good when it's they have. It's no, but I think a, it's just like I don't know. I think it's good when they have the pin on 18 in a good spot. You know what I mean? Like the Sunday pin on 18, like it's, you can, you well, can I feel like the pin make today. birdies for sure. So I feel like 17 is like the last like big test that you got to get through and then you can make a birdie on 18. I felt like the pin today on 18 should be the, should be the Sunday pin. In the middle it's pretty, of those two ridges. It's pretty close to that. I think they just move it to the left a little it's bit. Just over to the left. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You can use that. Sideboard on the right a little bit more today, at least. Yeah, that seventeenth green's pretty sweet. I think. Yeah. 
Oh, it's awesome. It's well, that, That's what I'm saying. It's a great green. Just yeah. make I, it like you know what I a like about it? If you hit a good drive, you get up on top of that hill. If you don't, your shot, you've got that upslope. It's kind of, it makes it, it's got a unique little twist there where, you know, if, if you hit a really good drive, you're rewarded with like a great, you know, shot in versus like an average drive. Or if you lay back, you get that upslope, uh, which makes that shot kind of tough. I feel like you're also coming off 13, 13, 14, 15, 16, which are all holes you can you can make some noise on. I don't know. I kind of like I kind of like having a, a little punch back. I don't know, man. Fourteen can get kind of gnarly with where they. Yeah, the green is nasty. On that green too. Yeah, bunkerless hole. I, I, cool. I think that's my only thing about about Augusta is, and I think it's probably why three has grown on me over the years too. Is um, there's not really a truly risk reward drivable hole with how they've moved three back over the years, and the, you know it's, it's like there there needs to be something. I feel like I all know, the par five, all the par fives kind of fill that for me. Yeah, and 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 I'm I'm gonna get absolutely roasted by people for even suggesting. Changes or anything like this. So eleven's got to change. I'll tell you that much. It's just eleven sucks. So boring now. It's tight. Seven and eleven are probably the two worst holes on the course now. Yeah, eleven. They just freaked out because everybody was hitting wedges in. You know, it's but that was better. It just just keep tucking the pin over to the left and make the green fast as shit, and then. I do love I love eleven when I, I just I don't know what you'd have to do if you have to just like if you have to just shorten it by like twenty yards or something. But like seeing guys come into that green and like seeing them kind of like play to the right Actually side, take on the pin, yeah, and take it on, yeah. and like seeing balls go up to the water and like that gets cool. But it's just like I don't know if it's a little too long or a little too tight or maybe it's just a little too soft this week or something. It's I don't know, but like. They lengthened it, it too much, and then they added all the trees down the right, and then, yeah. you know, it's, it's basically become, like, and, and I guess it goes back to that, I think it was Hogan or somebody where it was like, yeah, if you hit the green on 11, you were aiming 20 yards too far left, but, <laughs> right. you know, I don't know, I just, I feel like, at the least, a hole should, should dictate trying to hit the green, you know, Trying to, and all the bailouts to the right just kind of piss me off. Yeah, yeah. And depending where the pin, depending where the pin is, that chip can get spicy though, which is fun. Well, that's the thing. If you if you put the pin front right, that's the that's the spiciest chip on the course right there. Well, I think yeah. they, I think what people are what they do there is they just hedge their bets. It's like, okay, if I make a five here, it's not the biggest deal. Um, like I just can't make a six or a seven. So you right. know, if you if you bail right, you still have a chance at four, um, and you take all the big the big number out of play. Really, um, where, what wind, do you think? What the do you wind think, has made twelve so good this week? What What do you think the uh, this cutoff right now is for a guy that can win? Do you think like one over, I, two over? I think two, two, two for me. Yeah. So the, the people at two are Schwartzel, Matsuyama, and Keimer. Hot Charles. Who's it? I don't know. I can see. I can see Matsuyama just taking it deep on the weekend. Bunch of people at three. 
Yeah, tons of people. Uh, Ernie, Duffner, uh, Westwood, Leishman, Haas, Jimmy Walker, Rusty Henley, your boy Brendan Steele, B. Stewart. Outside of B. Stewart. Stewart Hagestad. Hagestad. Uh, Casey Kepka. And, and, uh, <clears throat> Henley and K- Casey could go low. Stewart. Nobody else is nobody else is making a run out of that group. <laughs> I can see I can see Casey making a run. Me too. Or oh, Kepka. Casey's there too. Oh, yeah. Casey and Kepka. Yeah. Kepka might stink though. <laughs> who who who's stunk the most? Well, I I, I think the question is who doesn't stink. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, besides DJ. DJ, Spieth, and Spieth, I, you know I'm gonna go and Rom. I would P- say Spieth, DJ, and Rom are the only players that don't stink. Peters, Peters hasn't <laughs> hasn't stunk. Peters has, yeah, he hasn't stunk. You know, I think think <laughs> Willie McGirt, Dirt McGirt hasn't stunk. No, I'm not talking about the Masters. I'm talking about like in general. Like, but here's the thing: if everybody stinks. Then does anybody stink? Nobody stinks, then. (laughs) Exactly. Nobody stinks. Yeah, this is getting pretty conceptual. It's a philosophical question. This is getting cut out. (laughs) 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 Bookmarking it. Bookmark it. All right, so so I'm going to hit you guys both. Just rapid fire answer. Who wins these matchups? All right, yeah. Justin Rose, Adam Scott. Rose. Scott. Peters Fowler. Ugh. Man, I'm gonna say Peters. Loved watching say, him today. I'm gonna say Fowler. I, I think I think Peters is he's still marinating a little bit. All right, um, we're gonna go with Kucher. McElroy. DJ, please pick Kucher. I'm gonna say, oh man. This is one we're talking about one round of golf. Don't one round of golf. Don't you do it. Don't do it. Actually do it. Do it, DJ. I'm gonna say McElroy. Oh. Because, only because it's only because it's Saturday. If it's Sunday, he's making a big backdoor charge. They both would be. Wait, wait, wait. No, no. All right, all right. Oh, okay. So you're saying Kuchar shits his pants on Saturdays. I'm saying if Kuchar's starting the day five back on Sunday, he's going out at at one in the afternoon and putting up a 67. But if he's going back in the – if he's going out on the lead yeah. on Saturday, he's shooting 77, right? <laughs> right. But tomorrow with, like, a chance to put himself in position, I don't think he's going to do it. Uh, obviously McElroy. Here's a guy, you know, he had top ten last year. Soren Kelson and Hot Charles. Oh. I'm on team I'm on team Big Dane. Or little uh, Dane. Who are the, oh Kelson and Short though? Yeah. Kelson. I'm thinking Kelson. All right. Un- unequivocally. We'll we'll uh sorry, Andy. What about Sergio Sergio and Charlie Hoffman? 
Yeah, Sergio Charlie. Sergio. I'm taking. Uh, I don't know. Do I don't it, think. Do I don't it. think. Char- I'll, I'll take Charlie Hoffman. I don't think he's going to get blown away tomorrow. I think I don't he's going to get blown away, but I think I think Sergio is going to shoot a shoot a historically relevant round. All right, who's uh, who's your pick to win? Man, I'm I'm going Spieth. All the way back from back from the dead, Lazarus. I'm gonna shock the world. <laughs> Richard Flower blooms. I don't think that's that shocking. <laughs> He's tied for the lead. I don't know. I think I think I think Richard Flower does it. I think he's. I hope so. He ascends awesome. to the throne and then, and then Golf Digest just like it's like a supernova at Golf Digest headquarters, and they just cream themselves. Supernova would be uh, imploding on itself. It'd be a dead star. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Oh, they just Freaking can't hit wins, it. and then they implode on themselves. <laughs> oh, gotcha, okay. Because there's so much millennial content. The moment's too big. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm I'm going with my boy Peters. You know, I've been I've been saying master sleeper for 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 months now, so I'm gonna stick with it now that he's here. Um, <laughs> Love it. So uh, let's uh, let's get you guys out on a, a fried egg tradition here of a little overrated, underrated, rapid uh, fire. Best. So we're gonna start with uh, Augusta National in general. Underrated. Properly rated. Oh no! You can't you do can't, that. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah, you can't. No, no way. You can't. No, no, no. no. It's number two. You can't. It's the number two or three force in the world. Andy's Andy's all about hot takes, I, man. I, I'm gonna say, he needs it. I'm gonna say it's overrated until they redo the bunkering. Okay. See, that's a good take. That's a good take. Um, the next one will go with Curtis Lux Apparel. Uh, I think overrated. I'm not. A, I know you like it. I'm. I'm out. I'm gonna say underrated. I really. So people have been. Probably seven or eight people have floated the question to me today on Twitter. What do you think about Curtis Locke and just getting hot after him? I like him. I. I think Aussies are exempt from me hating on him from wearing outrageous shit. So I'm gonna say underrated. If he has enough confidence to wear it and made the cut as an amateur, although a amateur with an asterisk um i think he's i think he fucked can i can i challenge that very briefly and say uh does this include the operation iraqi freedom outfit that adam scott wore (laughs) yesterday what does that have to do with curse luck you said australians are exempt from fashion oh no yeah okay 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 uh yeah no that yeah Adam Scott well Adam Scott's a globalist <laughs> just a complete tanimal yesterday he he's a globalist so, um, <laughs> so <it's okay. laughs> he's a Swiss citizen I think so yeah I I can we we can say as much bad stuff as we want about Adam Scott's apparel yesterday I, I just he feel like, like that was a, like a very 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 rare miss. I feel like he's usually number one or two in the in the fashion power rankings. 
Yeah, I think Uniqlo let him down a uh, a uniquely awful path yesterday. Yeah. Um, we'll go with uh, Brian Stewart. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say under, I'm gonna say underrated because I, I mean, I feel like he's not rated. Like, I feel like he has a lot of upside because he just hasn't been rated yet. He's a PJ Tour winner, man. I think it was like a 36 hole event, but you know, still, he beat, uh, he beat. Andy's boy, Jamie Lovemark. Yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, I, I'm i going to say he's underrated. I'm going to give him a lot of credit. I just pulled up his OWGR. Um, missed a couple. He missed a few cuts, and then he went he went in t-, t-, t-16 at Bridgestone, and then he's been playing relatively well. He's been making a lot of cuts this year. So You know what? Anyone, anyone who just kind of keeps their card and just hangs on yep. tour for like – Five years, whatever. Like underrated. That's an underrated skill. All right. Especially when you're, especially when you're, like the most nondescript guy in the world, and like all of your revenue is coming from on course earnings. Like I think there's something yeah. to be said for that. Totally agree. All right. I also love last thing about Brian Stewart. I know we're <laughs> dedicating a lot of time, but this is another one of my of my things. Is that I love. Love, love uh, when these guys live in like places that are not tour player havens. Where's he? Like live? when he lives in Michigan. Oh, Jackson, so, Michigan. <laughs> yeah, so cool. Him, Leishman, Streb, Stricker, God, you just, Troy Merritt. You, you, you bang this drum non. I love it. It's like, awesome. Oh, Leishman lives in Virginia Beach. Like it's it's some it's some cross to bear to live in Virginia Beach, Virginia. No, no, no. I don't mean that at all. I just mean it's it's awesome that when guys make decisions the way that we make decisions, which is like, yeah, yeah my wife's family is from there, so that's where we live. Not it's, like it's, well, stating plays in a heated barn. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's awesome. All right, last last overrated underrated. Ernie L's career. Drastically underrated. Uh, I'm going to say I love Big Ern. He's one of my favorite human beings. Uh-oh. But I'm going <laughs> to say overrated. <laughs> I think I think I think Ernie should have won eight majors. I think I think Ernie's career very similar to another man that's in the top twenty that constantly gets put on a top ten player of all time pedestal. Phil, Phil Mickelson. Man, I don't think we have enough time in the podcast to get into your hatred for this. I just. I mean, Ernie Els. No, it. let's get into this. Let's Ernie, into this. Ernie this Els is, made it to shit. the top. Ernie Els made it to the top of the mountain multiple times. He won Player of the Years. He won. He was the number one ranked player in the world when when Tiger was around. Phil's never done it. They've got you bang on Phil for not being the number one player in the world he, more than he never. He never any, was number one else. player in the world, Player of the Year, or won a money list. In my book, 
you got to be the one of the best. You have to be the best player at least once in a year to be a top ten player of all time. All right, so here's a question for you: Was Bill Russell ever the best player in the NBA? I think he won some MVPs. Or was uh, was Tim Duncan ever the the best player? In the NBA? I think he won like two or three MVPs, also. Yeah, but would you take him over anybody else? I think Tim Duncan was the best player in the generation. He was better than Kobe. Okay. I'm not not getting anywhere with this take, then. (laughs) Um, That's a consistent take. I've heard him say that before. Unprovoked. (laughs) We were just walking walking around the golf course in Austin, and he started talking about how Tim Duncan's the best player of all time. Not of all time. (laughs) of Of that generation. Similar, similar. Phil's flashier. He says more in front of the media, but I think Ernie Els was basically has the same career. And I, I, you yeah, know. but Phil was never gifted a major, either. Yeah, I mean Ernie was Ernie was gifted nope. a major until this week. Yeah, whatever. So all right, so so all right, so so Ernie has what four majors? I think he's got he's got two Britishes. He's got you got two Britishes and two U.S. Opens. Two U.S. Opens, yeah. Oakmont, oh, right. Congressional, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Litham and Muirfield, right? Yeah. I don't know how many wins. Uh, I don't know how their wins stack up, but uh, it's probably pretty close. Ernie was number one Those in the are- world. Ernie was uh, Ernie won a money list. Ernie was Player of the Year. Same amount of majors. I do think the one thing that that helps Ernie's case is the fact that Ernie was a global player. I think it can be said for that. Where, um, granted, he had he he's had a G five fifty for like twenty years now, and being a global player isn't all that hard. But um, globalist. But I mean, the guys the guys played a shitload of golf all over the world for a long time. Mm-hmm. And done it consistently, and like that was something at Bay Hill. Like somebody asked him, he, he came out on the putting green, and he had had his charity event down in Jupiter or wherever the day before. And somebody asked him if he had flown up from Jupiter or if he drove, and he had to think about it. He was like, oh, he was like, mm. he was like, um, they're like, oh, big earn. Did you drive or did you fly today? And he was like, um. I drove. <laughs> you know, like it took him a little while. You know, one of the like, other man, things I, about that, that's powerful. Earn is apparently one of the most generous guys to younger players, giving them rides on the jet yeah. all the time, as long as they support his charity outing. So you know, that's he's a good guy yeah. too. I'm, 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 I'm. Oh, I'm, he's a sportsman. Ernie's a sportsman. I'm on Big Earn and and Phil being on about the same tier. There, you know, you can have your arguments either way, but cool, I, I think Phil is drastically overrated in the career scope. All right, so here, all right, so going back to your original question, I think Ernie's career is probably overrated in the grand scheme of things, just because I don't think he accomplished as much as his talent warranted. But I think Mickelson's career is also overrated in the grand scheme of things because I think he was capable of much more as well. So that's not really a value judgment on 
earned it as it is just the sheer competitiveness of the what of the what era. if you what what if you include Phil's potential wins meaning like wins he could have gotten if he was trying <laughs> yeah but then I yeah you know what man I get back to that and like I think that's a bad take on my part <laughs> because like Phil won the Houston Open one year like, yeah. there's no way that he would have won the Houston Open. Like, there's no way he was even trying to win the Houston Open. But he just won that by default because he just fell into that win. Like, that's I think crazy. if I think if I remember, he shot, like, 62 on Saturday. And then he was like, oh, shit. Yeah, and then, so he just caught a heater, and then he's like, all right, well, I can probably win. I, should, I'll, I I'll might as well win. bank. I, I might as well bank $1.1 $1. $1 million. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. and, and, and and then get in with big oil and probably fuel up my jet <laughs> next five years, you know. So, um, all right, Andy. So you got Peters winning it, DJ. You have you have Spieth, Spieth winning it, and you got Rick and Rick I have Flower, Flower winning it. Mm-hmm. You know the one matchup uh, we didn't do is uh, McGirt Moore tomorrow. Who? I, I, I'm going more. I got. I, I got to You know, I I was on McGirt on Wednesday. You, you're Tuesday. gonna ride ride it till she bucks. <laughs> I mean, but I just was on more earlier. This that's a tough one. I, I I you know that's that's the the twosome that's gonna get the least amount of airtime tomorrow. That I'm the most intrigued to watch. I love watching Ryan Moore. I just hate how he like has to wiggle into his shots you know how he does like his like shimmy before he yeah it's just like he's he's unorthodox man (laughs) i love it i i'm gonna go with ryan moore i'm not going with mcgurt i'm i think i think the moment's gonna be too big for him (laughs) dirt mcgurt (laughs) all right what else what else we need to cover that's i think that's it i think we're uh we got to keep this short so people can listen to it before the, the telecast. So, That's already been like We got to keep hours. it short. Yeah. We're at an hour and five minutes. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Enjoy uh, tomorrow. Good having you guys on. Thanks, man. All right.